Dino. Yes! Rumors and rumbling. That's awesome! Let the filibustering begin. It's time for another Mad About Movies. Rumors, rumblings, roundup, guys. Mm. Or guy, I should say. We're Brianless this episode. So all the Brian aficionados are going to be disappointed. But you know where to find him. I think it's a, yeah. a single guess as to where to find him. One of two places. The land or the world. We'll let you guess which one he is at. That's the game we're going to have for our listeners. All, team, tweet hashtag team land or hashtag team world and we'll... Actually, I'm going to say Brian's at Disneyland. Go find him. Go go, uh, go find him and, uh, you know, tell him Forrest Gump's a great movie. You know, see what see what he says. Uh, but he's uh, he's hanging out, not able to join us. But we've got some movie news to catch up on, some TV to catch up on. Film festival talk is happening. Some trailers, Richard, and uh, man, we are still in the middle of this Death Valley of movie season. I have never seen anything like this. Probably in the ten years we've done the podcast. Where it's been like weeks upon weeks where it's just nothing. Really? Because I've just been hanging out of the theater just checking stuff out. Oh, you've been still every acting. Friday. <laughs> no, it's it's hell out there at the, at the cinema. And uh, people still want to convince us that the cinema matters, which I'm open to. But you got you to gotta entertain us year round if you're going to do that. But yeah, there's all kinds of uh, other stuff tangential to the film going experience that we can talk about for sure it was the slowest weekend since last january barbarian won the um uh crown at with 10 million dollars i don't even know what that is um so i guess it was maybe the only it's a marion uh marion barber bio biopic oh man that needs to happen if not i wish I, that's probably better than than whatever whatever this is. I don't I I don't know. Um, I'm I'm sure it's good, but um, second place right now is is Clerks Three, which is making its debut this weekend. I think it's already out in some areas. Well, what's good about that is that Kevin Smith definitely won't nurse that as a positive. I will definitely see Clerks Three at some point, just to get it over with. You know, round out the round out the trilogy. Well, I mean, Shane Batman Shane has the hold a gun to all of our heads at some point he has watch it i yeah he has already gone to see it we saw that in the discord shout out to the vips who are always sharing out of you brother what they're currently watching their movie ratings and uh you know chiming in on movie news topics all that kind of stuff we got a lot of spoiler channels in there lately because we've got a lot of tv series going on that are spoiler heavy Mm -hmm. people want to watch the latest episode and have people to talk about it with you know maybe you're Significant others not not up to speed. Maybe your friends aren't watching the same shows you are, but you want to talk about it with people who are like minded and sane. Then check out the Discord. That's uh, where I go to, uh, you know, get some opinions on movies and rumors and rumblings. The Emmys, Richard, were this past weekend. We need to talk about some of the winners. It's been uh, quite controversial on Twitter. Gino uh, in the days following. Uh, did you watch the ceremony, first of all? Because I know it was on at the same time as, as Monday Night Football. I don't know if you watched the Russell Wilson's dramatic return to Seattle or what. Let's ride. Kent, I'm all about let, letting things ride. I watched a bit of both. I was kind of flipping whatever the digital version of flipping is in, in 2022. Flipping apps. Flipping between the, yeah, I was kind of, I had the iPad on the game and I had a TV on, on the Emmys. So I was, I was kind of, I was paying attention to both, but neither got my full attention. If that makes sense. Right. Right. Well, my wife wanted to watch the, uh, the Emmy. So we, we stopped down and watched that. I watched, I was keeping up with the game on, on Twitter and I did end up going back to the game after the Emmys because it was still on. Cause you, but, um, Broncos nation. <laughs> that's what, that's how we do. You know, you were in a you were in a teal tux for the Emmys and for the game, which was was it was Russell Wilson pattern. It was just like his face. (laughs) It was just his face. Yeah, it was like a pattern custom. Uh, The um, Emmys were were great, though. Uh, I thought the 
It Ceremony was. was really good. I thought Keenan Thompson's a great host. It was great. I I I I do think nothing against Keenan. He's he's fine, but I feel like there's a real moment because of the way people are ingesting content in 2022, where I would like if I was Mr. Emmy, if I was chairman of the Emmys, I would invest so Bob hard. Bob Emmy, yeah. In like literally, like, can I get Obama to host? Can I get Tom? You know what I mean? Like, spend all the money in the world because you can you can supplement or replace the Oscars. Mm. Okay. So many more people watch things. What are? What, I mean, what is the? I mean, we've talked about this in the show a lot. There needs to be a new award show that's just called like the contents. And yeah, you know. The content awards. It's everything. The content awards, and there's awards for two hour things. There's awards for 10 hour things. There's awards for people cross pollinate across, hey, best actress. That goes against, you know, that's White Lotus against Top Gun. Like, you know, Mm -hmm. (laughs) like these things could all exist. I think that is the way we should grade award shows now. But until that exists, if I'm the Emmys, I'm spending all the money because. So many more people watch what I am awarding versus cinema awarding, and I could I could beat the Oscar. I I could become the prestige award right. if I if I have a show that's not against the first Monday Night Football of the year. You could, you know, purposefully put it in a certain time slot of the year. Again, I'm not. I mean, I'm not literally saying Obama or Trump or whoever you're, but like find a really hot host. Give them all the money. Even if you lose money for a couple of years, this is the moment for the Emmys to support, you know, uh, to beat the Oscars, I think. Sure. Yeah, you would think with all the streaming options out there, all the series, all the shows, all the cartoons, all the movies yeah. that are exclusive to streaming, you would think that um, that, that would have it, you know, work its way in somewhere to the, the big picture conversation when it comes to uh, more prestigious awards. I guess the Emmys are the most prestigious uh, of them all. And you're right. I think there probably is a bigger target audience for right. what the Emmys could be than the Oscars. I've always seen the Oscars and, you know, we cover it because, you know, we see the movies and, sure. and, and cover it like we would if we were covering the, the, the Oscars, but the, the average person, I think, views the Oscars and they watch it as like a, a recap of the year. And here's, here's what people said was good because most of the movies people see aren't nominated for Oscars. Yeah. How many more conversations have people had around no man land versus Ted Lasso? Right. Exactly. Right. <laughs> no, I, I, you're, you're absolutely right. And I think there's, there's probably definitely room, you know, to grow that, but people view the Oscars as like, okay, I'm going to watch the Oscars Sure. Whatever wins Best Picture, then I'll go see that in next week. You always see Absolutely. it every year. All the movies that are nominated for Best Picture always shoot up the charts. They're always, you know, they always rebound at the box office or whatever it is because people are like, oh, well, if it was nominated for Best Picture, I guess I need to see it, you know? I'm not anti-Oscars by any right. means. I'm just saying if I were the Emmys, this is the time to spend money to steal that moment from the Well, Oscars. the first thing they can do is not... Go up against, you know, the NFL debut. I mean, that would maybe be the first sure. first thing to get some better ratings for it. Maybe, um, but I, I, yeah, this is their moment to, I think, really market to people. I mean, yeah, but I think eventually we get to some kind of award. Award shows are cool; they're dope. We all like them, but they're so segmented. I think we need to get to the. You know, maybe just name the trophy, the shorties, name it after Martin Short. <laughs> you know what's funny about this, though? I mean, we, we talked about of Martin this. Martin Short, though, Kent? He's new. I, I have he's, as, he's as, as of this emerging year. Emerging 2022. Yeah. As of mur- yeah. only murders. I've heard he's yeah. good on talk shows recently, <laughs> too. I never, never knew that. The thing we've talked about every time we talk about the Emmys or, you know, Golden Globes or something, mm-hmm. it's like, man... The Netflix, the Paramounts, the Apple TVs yeah. are really starting to to get a hold in this thing with these nominations. Now it's to a point, Richard, 
where if you're doing network TV, you have no chance at winning an Emmy unless it's Saturday Night Live or a reality TV show or unless you're doing The Bachelor or SNL. I mean, that's that's pretty much it. Even even late night comedy on network TV doesn't win anymore. I mean, it's HBO or it's streaming. I mean, that's that's really what the critics are recognizing now. Yeah, no, absolutely. Um, It is a very divided in terms of what what constitutes television nothing you know and this has been the biggest i think it's starting to come to film but with television it's become you know the difference between creating 10 episodes of better call saul is awarded against creating 26 episodes of csi mm-hmm. and those are vastly different things and accomplish things on their own terms and should be rewarded on their own terms. And it, the Emmys really showcase the dichotomy between old and new media better than anything else. They like really, I don't think that that's their purpose, but <laughs> they should have like a broadcast Emmys and a digital Emmys. Absolutely. Like if it's on streaming, it's on this award show. If it's on NBC or CBS, it's on it's on the totally. other one. That's that, a good way but, to break it up. Absolutely, and but that is what to my point what we were talking about earlier is like the Emmys have been given this great gift, where they're the only award show that potentially has the capacity to award streaming content, right? And thus, they should lean into that. Oh, and the Oscars so do too, but oh, I mean, not not show, not yeah, series but it has or to go, yeah, it has to be a two-hour version that is shown in theaters, whatever. But like the Emmys yeah. have this really broad, kind of accidentally these open arms to accept all this type of content that we mm-hmm. all in 2022, you know, obsessively ingest, and they don't adjust or award that that. You know, there are things that get awarded that are definitely worthy, but you know, you know what I mean? Like the Emmys really, really have a chance to be the prestige award show just by total luck. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, if they would just change a few, a few things, you're right, Kent. Like, yeah, best network drama. It's mm-hmm. a really, <laughs> you know what I mean? Best traditional broadcast network drama. And the nominees yeah. are Chicago Fire, Chicago MD, mm-hmm. Chicago, you know, all those, <laughs> all those shows. But I'm just saying like... Chicago Med. That's yeah, one. They, they do have the capacity to award and recognize those shows and recognize and award Stranger Things. And they're in this huge catbird seat of kind of deciding what is going to be the prestige awards over the Mm -hmm. next 20 years, unless like we've suggested something else rises up. Like if I'm any media uh, criticism company, I'm spent, I'm like literally going to private equity companies and pitching. Here's the model where we can actually, compete and award content against each other like what if ted lasso competed against all these other things and we're going to share 25 percent of our ad revenue back with you like these are Mm -hmm. things that need to be really pitched because the current award structure does not recognize the current media structure right great point and also the the emmys and award shows in general you know to my point earlier they have a real impact on relevancy for stuff i mean how many people hear for, about ted lasso for the first time watching the emmys probably millions totally. right yeah they're top of funnel things for all, so many shows and movies you're totally right, right so it's legitimizing you know Absolutely. this this content and it's saying okay if it's not this or in this vibe it probably isn't isn't good right now and a way to keep network television alive is to is to keep Keep it kind of separate from this stuff. It's just no. There's just this. Unless uh, Abbott Elementary is, I think, the only show that had any, yep, any kind of, any kind of sway. Might be the only good show on network TV. <laughs> but they've done it f- the same way for so long, Richard. I mean, the the big four, and you know, they are starting to transition in, in, into streaming. But it's just like when you turn on the TV, 
nothing <laughs> of relevance is on unless it's the news or sports, you know, on, on right. TV. It didn't used to be like that. It used to be, you know, Seinfeld and Frasier and Friends and and Grey's Anatomy and ER and all these, you know, it's just, it's so much different now. And it honestly, it's way harder to keep up because there's so oh, many different yeah. apps, so much, so much out there. There could be a show that is in a different language that's, that's really popular and you never heard about. And, uh, and it could win all these awards. I'm sure people were blinded by Squid Game. It's like, what is this? Yeah. <laughs> you know, it's just, so uh, that, that's kind of the way it is. Let's get into the awards here. Uh, let's start kind of at the, least uh relevant i guess to the to the big big end of the night awards and we'll work our way up there uh the winner for limited series actor was michael keaton for dope sick did you watch dope sick i did watch i did not complete dope sick but i watched some dope sick just to get get the uh dope sick vibe got the vibe it was yeah. too depressing for me honestly i couldn't right. finish it out it's nothing against the quality of the work everyone was excellent but uh but i bailed about a quarter in. Anything big pharma is kind of. I'm kind of out on it. Yeah, same. Content wise, I know it's all it's all great. I've seen. I'm a bunch totally of it. for it being produced, and I think it's a really important topic. Yeah, the Sackler I, story is super important. I'm glad mm-hmm. they're doing stuff on it, but it's like, I don't know. It's kind of a beating, <laughs> but I'm glad to see Michael Keaton won. Uh, he beat Sebastian Stan for for Pam and Tommy, who I thought was gonna he was killing. was gonna win that award. That was a great category. Yeah. Uh, Andrew Garfield also nominated mm-hmm. Oscar Isaac, Colin Firth. Uh, supporting actor went to Murray Bartlett for The White Lotus, which was mm-hmm. got a lot of love in that category. Steve Zahn, America Treasure, Steve Zahn, and Plop were also nominated. <laughs> and Seth Rogen was nominated for uh, Pam. Did you see Plop is playing the guy from uh, Abducted in Plain Sight at, in a, I think Peacock is doing a series on it? Yeah. It's like, man, this I, guy is just, his agent is like, all right, if it says, uh, you know, unlikable or douchey, I'm going to submit you for it. Okay. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it's like, this guy could not get a role that's like, <laughs> not creepy. He, I, I don't know. He was likable on The Office. That's what's funny. His like debut was kind of likable, even, even yeah, though he was fine on The Office. Fail. But uh, honestly, everything since then has been very, very odd. Totally. He's played a cre- very creepy people. Uh, supporting actor in a drama series. Matthew McFadden for Succession. Succession great. also big night represented Deserved. heavily in this category. He's fantastic in that role. He's an awesome yeah. actor. Totally fine with that. Supporting actress went to Julia Garner for Ozark, mm-hmm. which uh, I guess Ozark, I guess this was would be the final Ozark year of eligibility. Maybe they have one more. I don't know. I know they split that season into two Yeah, I don't know parts. where they're That's cut off. Yeah. For sure. That's why they do that, I feel like. Uh, she's playing Madonna. I know. Isn't that going to be perfect? She looks just like Madonna could. when Madonna was in the, the 80s. The only downside to that is that Madonna is directing it. Oh, God. Please, no. Yeah. Are you so serious? I that could, no, seriously. Directing the, it. Yeah, Madonna is directing the Madonna biopic, which is kind of in a I mean, it could. Cool. She's done a lot of cool, awesome movies, worked with a lot of great directors. I mean. Yeah. I don't know if I trust Madonna in 2022 creatively anymore. Uh, yeah, I, I know it's it's feel like it'll be a reach. I, I'm but. not out or in based on that. I just right. mean like that's an interesting wrinkle in a in any kind of pop star rock star biopic is having that person tell that story. It could make uh-huh. it ten times better. It could make it ten times worse. I just don't know. But Julie Garner's awesome and and will be great in that part. We'll just have to see what the direction of that part is. How much of the movie is going to be just the shooting of that book that she released in the 90s, though, that photo book? Yeah. It's like absolutely. 40 minutes of that. I don't know if a lot of people know this, but Brian Gill is playing Dennis Rodman in that. <laughs> oh. Yeah. We don't talk about that. <laughs> well, at least they got the casting right. Yeah. They nailed it. Uh, support, supporting actress in a comedy went to Abbott Elementary's Cheryl Lee Ralph. So there you go. Janelle mm-hmm. James was also nominated. And then we had a bunch of Ted Lasso. Almost every actress yeah. from Ted Lasso was nominated. Kate McKinnon, of course, obligatory. And uh, Alex Borstein for Marvelous Miss Maisel. I think she won last mm-hmm. year, if I'm not mistaken. And then on the actor side of things, big another big Ted Lasso character, I mean, uh, category, 
And the character of uh, Roy Kent, I was telling my wife this when we watch it, Brett Goldstein wins. And it, it, it is kind of like, you know, some other characters, Tyrion Lannister, we, we've seen it, you know, obviously Jesse Pinkman type, Walter White. It's like certain characters are just going to get the awards yeah. <laughs> because you play them. It's like, that's that's what's kind of crazy about these. It's the, the most drama that happens kind of with yeah. within the show. It's like, you're going to get the award, you know, and that's that is it's kind of the way it, it works. And that's um, certainly the way it's worked with with Roy Kent, not to get into spoilers, but um, he's a very emotional character in the, uh, in the show. Especially in season two, for sure. Yes. Yes. The rom-com episode was so good. I I assume that's what he proposed for his, cause you know, it was TV. You only get to submit one episode. That would be the one Mm -hmm. with the great. She's a rainbow music cue and all that was so fabulous. I thought Nick Muhammad was great Mm. last season. I thought, uh, he was. He I mean, was that, that's talk about a heel turn, right? You know, all well, there's, in the turn. episode that was just him and his parents. Remember that one? Yeah. I doubt they submitted that one, like you said, because they probably submitted one episode and a bunch of performances from that one episode. And uh, but that one, that episode was whoo, was greatness. Yeah. I'm so pumped for him because he's so lovable, purposefully in season one, so hateable purposefully in season two i'm so interested in season three how they you know what, yeah, the West how they Ham manager that. how they're going to address that character it's so interesting mm-hmm. uh, they've set him up on both sides so um i i think it'll be a redemption storyline but we'll see i think that's the the, the beauty of of great yeah. shows is they they leave all possibilities open totally and and uh that's certainly the case with ted lasso they said uh, season three is supposed to come out pretty soon, but they haven't said if it's the last one or if they're doing one more. I think they're kind of trying to tease a season four. Yeah. Maybe, maybe they want to get, think it's up get that for, check. Uh, I think uh, <laughs> it was ne- originally negotiated for three and designed for three, but I'm sure Apple was saying, "Hey, whatever we have, the, like we got the cash. Dollars? If you guys, <laughs> yeah, you got the got the episodes. Yeah. yeah. So I think that is the uh, the conflict right now versus. Okay, well, could we stretch season three across two more seasons? Maybe if we can, wouldn't it be cool if we were all rich? Man, I was watching a, an old uh, interview with Jason Alexander. Uh, right, it was it was Charlie Rose show right before the Seinfeld uh, finale, mm-hmm. and it was talking about the negotiation. I don't know who Charlie Rose is. I <laughs> yeah, I cancel. All it was a show about. It was a show that a canceled guy hosted. I'm kind of a it hero. Was, it was pretty good. I don't. Yeah. Why didn't they just replace him? Because that format, I agree. Like, totally, not just a great point. Yeah, get someone who can interview people and put them, put them on a black backdrop and <laughs> let them talk for an hour. Put on PBS. I, I agree. PBS. Yeah. Well, yeah. the thing is, Kent, is that there's not a huge roster of podcasters that could easily no, <laughs> no people that can interview pop yeah. pop culture. How's that you know, not Mark Marin or someone? Yeah, it, it doesn't make sense. Jason Alexander was saying, and they was being asked about when they negotiated the deal for basically each of the four cast members to make a million dollars an episode. Yeah. And they are like, well, we hired an independent company to figure out how much money NBC was making on the episodes. And he said, they figured out that they were making $15 million in profit per episode. And then they like, you know, we did some math. We divided up how much of per episode the cast is worth, how much of that we are worth, you know, and then they, they came out with that number. Honestly, Jason Alexander said about, the Seinfeld cast, he's like, we all were done kind of with the show at that point. He's like, we had done it for five seasons. We had gotten all this recognition. We were hugely famous. He's like, there was no, he's like, career-wise, it was bad for yeah. us to keep doing the show because we're just putting George, Kramer, and Elaine and Jerry out there in the world. And it's hurting, you know, it's only going to make us be typecast more later. And so I'm sure Jason Sudeikis is having that same thought. Yeah. Of how long will it be Ted Lasso, right? <laughs> Do I want to ride this wave now, let it end, mm-hmm. or do I want to maybe you know explore some other things while the iron is hot? And so he certainly needs to get paid a lot if he has to be Ted Lasso for a few more years. I yeah, would certainly I mean, point that, that out. I love that show. It's a great show. I, if I were them, I, I think five's a good number. I think three's – I mean – it's a it's a British influence show, and that's often British shows go three seasons, and American shows go seven seasons or eight seasons. 
I think a good, you know, four to five. I think you extend it maybe one season, maybe two, and, and bring it home. If I were them, that would be my advice. But but I don't know what the plans are, right? I don't know what the narrative arc is. So maybe three is perfect. And if three is perfect, three is perfect. Um, okay. A few more awards here. Squid Game, bigger at one for directing, um, writing in comedy and limited series. Went to White Lotus. Mike White had a big night, big night. Uh, for directing and and writing. Good to see him accepting awards again and and out there again. Uh, Mike White Assance uh, needs to happen. That's great. The Variety Talk series was last week tonight with John yeah. Oliver beating. They've got to split that up, man. We've got to get Variety Weekly and Variety Daily split up because that's such a different skill set. It's a bummer that Kimmel will never win. There's an not Emmy. much variety with last week tonight right. either. And it's a great show. It There's deserves no to win an Emmy, but that's just a yeah. different thing than like Jimmy Kimmel crushing a an awesome week of episodes, you know, around Avengers or whatever. I you know what I mean? I just mm-hmm. think they gotta they gotta figure out a way to break that up. Yeah, it is. That's it is as different. Those shows, even though they're both comedy, are as different as you know, um, White Lotus and Ted Lasso. Mm-hmm. Like those are more different than those two shows and those two shows get different categories. So why shouldn't Colbert and Kimmel and those shows get a different category than a weekly investigatory show? That's a good point. Show. Yeah. That's certainly, certainly a, a worthy point. Jennifer Coolidge won for the White Lotus, had one of the yeah. best speeches of all time. Such a treasure. She's and, great. Uh, she continues to kill it. Uh, Amanda Seyfried won for her Elizabeth Holmes role in The Dropout, mm-hmm. Richard. Yeah. Awesome. She was great. She was in excellent in that. And hopefully killed any bad film version that would be done because they'll have to be compared against that. So let's Yes. Or hopefully she, she's in it if they do a, a film yeah. film version. <laughs> sure. Do it again. You do can it, do, the do it again from a different, yeah, different but, director. But uh, let's not. That was good. We're good. Yeah, I, I I I would be up for a season two of the dropout if they wanted to do. Yes, I'm much more interested in that, and then a two hour satirical film version. You know, if you want to do season two of the dropout, great. I'm in. Yeah, I think the door is closed on. Yeah, the Adam McKay version that was going to come out. I think he's moved on to to other things, and since this was so good, yeah, it's going to make it even harder to do uh, other things. Lily James did not win for. Her Man. Pam Anderson, which was like scary how <laughs> accurate that she was great. That was. Yeah. I, I thought that was an easy uh win. Or I mean Sarah Paulson. That was a loaded obviously. category, man. Yeah. I mean, I, that's one of those you were gonna go, I would I would give a a trophy to half this or if not yes. more of this category. Very stacked. Yeah, super stacked. So we got we gotta we gotta disrupt awards, man. I can I think it's up to you and me. Create an award show and pitch it. We got to, yeah, we got to. That brings all this, that fixes all these problems, Richard. Let's do it. Let's pitch it to a network that doesn't have one and see if we pitch it to pitch it to Fox. You know, something like that. A Netflix award show, like it's or we rotate, like we do the Emmys, but it rotates between. You know how it used to, or I guess it still does. Fox, ABC, NBC, whatever we do a, the contentees. And it rotates between HBO Max, Netflix, Paramount Plus, mm-hmm. the cock. And yep. it just, you know, we make it Disney Plus. And it's all just rewarding content, movies and film and television shows. Whatever that means. Get Bo that Burnham become, to, that to means host, less yeah. and less every day. Content. Uh, Jason Sudeikis did win for Ted Lasso again. So it yeah. feels like at this point, anytime he he was great in season two, it, man. I thought he was even yeah. better in season two than even Same. season one. I thought yeah, season I two was better overall. I know a lot of people had the inverse opinion. I'm with you. I love season two. I thought, I thought season that. two like ha- kind of had some some bottle episodes in mm-hmm. it, and and did a Christmas episode, I believe, too. How and, great uh, was the Coach Beard like finding himself in the uh, following the girl across the dude? Like, the Coach night, Beard like, episode. Yeah. Killer was my episode. favorite favorite thing 
that that I've seen on that show. I know it was pretty polarizing. Some people hated it, but I loved it. Too. I, I loved it. I thought that Brendan Hunt was like, man, I never knew this guy had this level, you know, of like depth because like, you never see that in the show at all. He's so in the background, yeah. and then they give him an episode of his own. It's like, man, this is a pretty awesome character and a great. Yeah. It was super well written. That would have been the one I would have submitted for writing that right. episode. So well done. That was a great. Well written. That would have been tough to submit for acting because it would have just been Brendan Hunt. Yeah, <laughs> that's it. The only yeah. person they could nominate in that. Uh, in that, in that scary, role. he was nominated like, last uh, year. Muscle guy that follows him. He could, maybe that guy wins an Emmy. That would have been cool. <laughs> next time, next time. Uh, so yeah, he did win. Uh, drama series was uh, Lee Jung Jae for Squid Game, which this one uh, was was. Very stacked as well. You had Adam Scott's Severance performance. Mm-hmm. Severance got completely shut out of the night. I know. The new I thought Ben Stiller up. was going to win for directing and win. I think the White Lotus won. They they panned a Stiller and he he did not look happy. <laughs> but uh, yeah, I thought uh, it was one of the most well directed TV oh, series that I've yeah. seen. But uh, Adam Scott, uh, Jeremy Strong. You had Odin Kirk in there for Better Call Saul. Check out our. Rants and raves in the VIP. We we talk about that whole show, uh, and uh, yeah. So Squid Game, the big winner in the acting category, and we move on to the big awards. Richard, which was limited series of the of the year, which was the White Lotus. Mm-hmm. It was up against Dope Sick, The Dropout, Inventing Anna, and Pam and Tommy. Mm-hmm. And the White Lotus is the winner. Uh, they are doing another season of that, but it's yeah, not that's what, at the... Yeah, that gets tricky. Uh, the like, yeah. They submit it as one thing, and then it becomes a series later on, which is... Mm-hmm. Again, these things are ripe for disruption. Like, we could... Right. We could build the proper award show. But yeah, that's a bummer that it won against shows that are true miniseries. When it's not, it's going to be a full... True one-offs, series. yeah. But then how do you address things where the whole cast changes? Because it looks like the whole White Lotus cast will change. Yeah, it's going to change. Two. It's I don't even, It probably won't even yeah. be called the White Lotus because it'll probably be a different hotel. It'll probably be yeah, I don't whatever know. that hotel is like, called. How do you address limited series versus anthology series versus long-term series? Like it's all – I mean we are creating all kinds of different content right now and we're not figuring out how to award said content. Oh, there's all kinds of loopholes they – yeah, they jump through to try to get their stuff qualified. I would like to yeah. nominate this podcast for best picture in the Oscars. I think we. Could uh, there's, I'm sure there's a way. Have you seen the Nathan Fielder bit of Can the Emmys Be Hacked? No, I haven't. Where he 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 interviews at a uh, one of the Price Waterhouse Coopers people and <laughs> and like basically about the online voting and he was like trying to get uh, his fans to vote, you know. But uh, just just YouTube that just uh, Nathan Fielder Emmys, and Will it's do. one of the best best bits he's done. That's non like not on his one of his shows. Um, comedy series was Ted Lasso. We've we've talked about that. It's cool to see Curb Your Enthusiasm nominated. I did not know it was uh, nominated for best comedy series. I guess it's one of the only comedy series out there. But uh, it's as good as ever, man. I'm glad to see it's uh you know getting recognized. Absolutely, as it should. Only Murders in the Building as well. What We Do in the Shadows, Hacks, Barry, and Marvelous Mrs. Maisel round out that. And oh, also Abbott Elementary. And then Drama Series had Yellow Jackets, which was another like very popular one yeah, this year. Great show. Uh, Stranger Things, Squid Game, Severance, Ozark, Euphoria. That's Better an interesting one, by the way, Yellow Jackets versus something like White Lotus, because Yellow Jackets also presented itself as a one-time-only limited series, but it gets submitted in the ongoing drama series category, whereas White Lotus gets submitted more in the miniseries category. Interesting. Uh, I think they can choose which one they want to submit, yeah. and they probably just like, we, yeah, have, no, we probably totally. have a better chance against... Succession than we do totally. against the White Lotus or Pam and Tommy because I'm sure they were absolutely. I'm just saying it's so easily changeable. So, yeah, that's, that's interesting. <laughs> so Succession, the big winner there. I think the story of the night, though, thesis was Better Call Saul. Forty six nominations, zero wins. O and forty six at the Emmys. Perfect. Better call Saul. I mean, so they far. nailed it. That's exactly how it should be because that show sucks. 
Right. I'm kidding, by the way. Great show. <laughs> An incredible... That is a very nominatable show. For Everybody that's seasons. involved should, yeah, deserve something. Yeah. So it, but, it, like, you, you get do. it. Okay, this is kind of a good drama, very good drama. But, I mean, come on. The last three seasons or so have been... You know, it's just Peak. so consistently good. I feel like it gets overlooked. But, man, that show is awesome. And, I mean... So was this for the first part of season two? Could it still win for the second part of season two that just aired? Right. So the season six, yeah. Part of yeah, um, season. Oh, yeah, I think I think that's the. Yeah, I think it has so, one more chance to. Okay, uh, it better win it. everything. I don't care what comes. I out. don't know because the break wasn't that long. I think the break was only like a couple of weeks yeah. between. The, but it the was halves. just a couple. Those were just airing. You know, the finale just aired. What three weeks ago? So it's got to be on the next. Oh run, yeah, that's so. not like the finale was. Yeah, sent out six months so ago to get award. Yeah. Every everyone wins. Yeah. Everyone, maybe they, maybe they do. Maybe the they next Emmys. Everything is better. Call Saul. Yeah. Maybe they do what they did. You know, with with Schitt's Creek and I, I, what was it? Uh, also recently, uh, Game of Thrones. I think. Yeah. But um, it's the uh, return of the way to the end. Yeah. We're going to acknowledge you? No, it was Breaking Bad, we wasn't it? Didn't Breaking Bad win a ton right at the end? It did too? win a ton late, yeah. yeah. But sometimes they just miss, you know? They keep kicking it down the road, and then... Americans, I think, Michael Scott and end. Don Draper never win Emmys, and then you look really stupid. There you go. Well, there's uh, Emmys talk. I wanted to get your thoughts, Richard, also on some trailers that have, have dropped. Yeah. I know you're excited about the Fablemans. The Steven Spielberg sure. seems to be like biopic, honestly, in a way yeah. with different names. You saw the trailer. That. What 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 are your thoughts on on this? I drafted it in the movie draft. Mm. I think it won a lot of awards. The music in the trailer drove me insane. As you know, is my major Spielberg critique is that everything is so on the nose of how you should feel. Yeah. Um, but it's incredibly well. Uh, you can tell by the trailer that it's immaculately well made. I'm, I I will enjoy the movie probably more than the trailer, but the trailer annoyed me. But I, I think, yeah, but I'm rooting for it to win every award and to make a ton of money because I movie drafted it. Um, for sure. What about you? That's the You're only Mr. reason. Yeah, no, I, I do like Steven Spielberg, but he grates on me a bit. Yeah, more you're the you you're the you're the least Spielbergian yeah. fan of of. The but I'm not a hater. I don't want. No. I never want to carve myself out as an idiot. That's like he sucks because he's great and he's awesome. But I just have a couple couple notes for the for the guy. Yeah. Except for the post. The post is a piece of crap. Well, it's good. <laughs> it, this seems to be like his childhood story yeah. instead of like he's not showing him make Jaws, uh, which I'm I'm kind of excited about that. Maybe yeah, that's kind of where it ends. But the cast is so. I mean, Michelle, if that character at least in the trailer is kind of set up to be. Very uh, polarizing, and Michelle mm-hmm. Williams is the perfect actress for that because she'll be she's so great, you know. It'd be so interesting to see how that character is attacked. Yeah, the uh, Paul Dano playing his his dad mm-hmm. seems seems to be great. Uh, Seth Rogen <clears throat> in, in, involved. The it's so funny that Spielberg always wants to work with with Rogen. He, Rogen's talked about that. He's like, I don't know why. Like the guy always like wants to do stuff with with me. It's just like somebody. Yeah, I just see Spielberg watching Seth Rogen movies and and laughing his butt off, and that makes me that makes me laugh. But um, it'll be cool yeah. if he gets a supporting actor nomination or something out of it. Because he's put yeah, some interesting cool. work out there the last couple of years as an actor. I mean, he's always interesting as a writer and filmmaker. But but yeah. Yeah, I, I I I anticipate this is going to be uh, you know with the I guess chatter coming out of Toronto that yeah. it seems like People it's going to be it. a big awesome. player in the uh, a, at the end of the year. It's just funny that Spielberg's like, you know what? Here's one for me. I need to do a movie that you know is me kind of redeeming my childhood. It's like, <laughs> dude, you've been doing this for forty years. It's the same. He's been, he's been trying to like make men's with his father in every movie for his entire career. It's like unbelievable, but that's uh, just, I mean, Spielberg's going to Spielberg, man. I'm all for it. Uh, it looks immaculate. I mean, like the, 
you know, anything period movie with Spielberg is going to, the details is going to be there. But like, I, I, I'm very excited to see him shoot kind of his older, the stuff he started on. I think, right. uh, what was his first movie? Escapes Nowhere, like one of his short, short films, like the World War II yeah. movies he used to shoot on by himself. Mm-hmm. It, Seems like it's going to be centered around that. Maybe a little Linklater feel to it. Uh, I'm excited. Coming of age. Yeah. Yeah. Can't wait. pumped for it. The one I'm anticipating, though, Richard. Oh, yeah. Always. I want to ask you about this. Okay, ask me. I'm going to butt in as host. Kent, it's your boy, Damien Chazelle. Yeah. It's old Hollywood, which we all love. We do a movie podcast, for God's sakes. I want to know. We haven't texted about this or anything. I, t- I texted you that I watched it, and you were like, I'm about to watch it. This is the only conversation we've had. Mm-hmm. What What is your thought on Babylon? Well, uh, a few things went through my mind. First of all, it seems like vengeance is on Chazelle's mind. It's like, oh, really? Y'all didn't like that old Hollywood? I'm going <laughs> even more old Hollywood when with the whole moonlight uh, fiasco at the Oscars and them going yep. up there and being embarrassed and that whole thing. I don't know. I think I think rubbed them the wrong way. So he's, he's still dipping his toes into like, I'm fully going for it. And I'm releasing uh, you know, later in the year with all these movie stars, it's going to be very expensive. It's going to be paramount. Oh, $110 million. Uh, this movie is costing. Good for that. Uh, Good for paramount. for doing that. Great. Uh, another thing that went through my mind, it's like, man, this movie looks bad big again like a yeah. big movie big scale and i'm just surprised that he wants to do something so big again because his last two movies la la land and first man i'm sure were no easy task when it came to being a big scale productions i'm surprised he didn't return back to like whiplash for maybe a movie do something smaller and then do something big but like i said maybe he's got uh he's got oscars in his eyes uh, I mean, this thing is just oozing with old Hollywood charm. I mean, the entire trailer is just, it's like Pulp Fiction meets Wolf of Wall Street meets yep. meets uh, Moulin Rouge. Yeah, totally. I was going to say, there's some Boz Lerman in there for yeah, sure. Yeah, I had, I had a lot of Boz, Boz vibes. And I'm, I'm okay with like Boz vibes in the, the hand of, of, yeah, in the hand of, of Chazelle, I'm okay. Yeah. With yeah, it. no, Boz has good well, qualities. Well, less gold and diamonds. Yeah. <laughs> There's good stuff about Boz. It's just, it gets overwhelmed sometimes with the bad the bad stuff about Boz. But like, yeah, no, that can be cool. Yeah, man, that, it's a great trailer. I mean, if, if the film can keep up with that energy for two hours, by mm-hmm. God, man, that's going to be uh, a real winner, I think. So, and, we. Yeah. Brad's just on a heater, man. Brad's That's just what I'm doing saying. I was going to ask, but, like, you think Brad's going to go for another one here? Man, it'd be it'd be super interesting. But I'm interested in the Mar. I mean, I think Margot's going for it here. Okay, yeah. Margot is in that trailer at least is is you know vulnerable and and crazy and and all the things you want. Yeah, I think it's a Margot's a. I wouldn't say she's due because she's still so young and, and not only in her life, but in her career, but, but, uh, she's put together quite the resume and, and, uh, you know, it would, it certainly wouldn't be ahead of, ahead of schedule if she, if she had a nice little Oscar win this year. Spike Jones also popping up in this, uh, Eric Roberts, Jeff Garland randomly. I don't, I don't know if this is pre or post, uh, fiasco the um thing i'm waiting for though richard is finally are we ever going to get the oscar recognition for flea i mean could this be it for him i mean he just can't (laughs) stop he's addicted to the shindig you know yeah um yeah i think uh hopefully not only would flea win supporting (laughs) actor but also hopefully he would host (laughs) i would love i'm big flea guy I'm a big I'm, I'm a big Red really. Hot Chili Peppers guy in general, and I've always said if they had like any other lead singer, I, they'd no, be like hopefully. the greatest band of all time. I just can't, I always have like you just, I've just never this. been able to get yeah, in same. on. Like I understand it, I can listen to a lot of the music and and be fine with it. I've bought their records in the past, big big in the the Californication record 
when mm-hmm. I was you know yeah. growing up. I even love like, yeah, Mark like, There's so much good stuff on that. But yeah, there they, we have all these super groups where they go, hey, what if Chris Cornell was with Rage Against the Machine? And all these different things. I've always been like, why hasn't that happened with Chili? What if we had exactly the Red Hot Chili Peppers, but then Liam Gallagher? Yeah. Oh, there you go. Liam Gallagher, um, Shaggy. Shaggy. I'd be basically Anthony Kiedis. I mean, basically kind of. Yeah, but it's Shaggy. Yeah, true. True. (laughs) Uh, Okay. um, I I mean, I thought this trailer was way bigger than I expected it to be. Big, big, big. Way, way more like blockbuster-y. I mean, he's going, like I said, he's he's going for it. And I imagine if this doesn't work or if this flops or or whatever, then he's going to go do something completely non- Non, I think this will do. Lala Landish again. This will do fine. It's movie stars, man. Lala Land's like a, like I, I mean, I really, I, I think it's like a top ten movie of the past ten years. I think I feel like it's held up. Yeah, like totally don't you feel is. like it's been almost ten years since since La La Land? Like I feel like people still talk about that movie very absolutely, very positively. Yeah. It's still very very relevant. So twenty seventeen, it was twenty fourteen. I thought. Was it really? Gosh, man, I'm old. Oh, well, was it 2017? Yeah, you're right. 20. Am I right? I think you're right. Oh man, I mix one in every once 16, in a while. 16, but 17 Oscars. Okay, we, we, let's compromise. Yeah, that's what right? it was. It was 2016, but 17. We were ha- we both were right. We, we were we were both right. The over and the under. Yeah, it's been. I mean, still almost 10 years, and because you're always talking about, you were always saying like 2016 was like the best year. Just like politically, everything. You're always <laughs> oh, I thought when I think of 2016, honestly, I think of you think of you finally won. <laughs> you're always talking about that. That's I what think you're always texting us, Dak and Zeke, because like that's oh, yeah. that was my whole year of 2016, and uh, and like you know other stuff. My but reference, we- <laughs> uh, my frame of reference is always going to go back to that, and now La La Land because of, you know there very you very vivid time. Do you want to do a quick recommend, Richard? Do you have something? Oh, man. Let me think for a second. Uh, I should have been prepared for this. I'm sorry. If you have one, go ahead and butt in. I do have one. Uh, go ahead. It's quick. Uh, Beavis and Butthead is back. Oh, yeah. With a TV show. I know I've recommended their, their, their new movie. You recommended it. But they've rebooted the show, and it's basically new episodes. But now it's called Mike Judges Beavis and Butthead. It's yeah, on it Paramount+. Is. Plus. I texted you this, Richard. I'm not joking. Every single episode they've <laughs> I released, I think there's 15 so far. Everyone, I've laughed out loud at something. At least one moment. I'm Because it's so dumb and so ridiculous. And it just like taps that part of my brain that's just like can laugh at immature stuff. You know, I, I'm not always for immature humor. I, I often like, you know, the IFC or... You know, Fred Armisen and stuff like that. Like that's that's my style, but this is just like oh man, there's a classic uh joke. Uh I don't know if I want to spoil it for you um in the new episode. But uh there's like there's a classic Kitten Richard joke. And half the <laughs> season, not half the season, two episodes so far is with them when they're old. They're like in their forties. <laughs> so I can't wait. Just imagine the Beavis and Butthead in their forties, and uh, com- uh, hilarity ensues. You'll love it, Richard. This this is a recommend for you. Can't wait. Maybe somebody else will like it, but it's for you. Check it out. What's your awesome? Recommend? I'm going to recommend a book. I'm going to recommend Pappy Land by Wright Thompson. Wright Thompson is a fantastic. If you're not familiar with his work, he is like the you know we have these every couple decades. These sort of um high-end sports writers that really write about the human aspects of sports. So it's meaning sports writers that non-sports lovers can read and go, wow, that was great. That made me, and he writes about everything. He's the go-to, he, you know, they send Wright Thompson to do, Hey, go cover cricket in India or go cover soccer in uh, Turkey or go cover the sec in Mississippi, you know, all these different things. Um, he's a great writer, but he wrote this book about two years ago. I finally got to it called Pappy Land, 
which is about Pap- Pappy Van Winkle, the history of that whiskey, yeah. the story of um of of Pappy, the super high end, what makes it important, what the story is behind it. It's a great little book. Highly recommend it. I think anyone that's interested in, in um three things like dining, um great stories about families, and then if you're just you know really into great writing. If I were to tell someone, how do you become a great nonfiction writer? I would say, Hey, read Wright Thompson. He just like is the killer of all killers on these things. He's a really interesting, funny guy, but he's just a really brilliant, um, kind of, I don't know how to really explain him, but this kind of Hunter S Thompson meets, I don't know, uh, Kevin James. Yeah. Uh, sure. I mean, he's just great. So anyway, I would, I would, I would highly recommend uh, Pappy Land by Ry Thompson. It's a really, really interesting book about a, a fabulous Southern, interesting family. Um, yeah, I've heard um, that Pappy is is like you can get the same whiskey that's just not labeled. Yeah, uh, Pappy Van Winkle. As, as with all things, of course. Yeah, yeah sure. But what? Yeah. But the what's the you know. What's the status of ordering Pappy? Yeah. It's a whole different thing. Exactly. Yeah. Exactly. All right. Pappy Land is that recommend. Thanks for listening to this little news, rumors, rumblings, roundup, some Emmy rap. Hopefully you enjoyed that. Let us know what you were watching this year in the Discord, please, if you're a member of that. Again, madaboutmoviespodcast.com slash VIP. We've got a bonus episode throwback coming to that feed this week. That's going to stack right on top nicely with our other hundreds of episodes. We're talking The Ring from 2002. Celebrating an anniversary, 20 years. We'll talk about that with Richard and I on that feed. So look forward to that. Until next time, we love you. See you at the cinema. Bye. Hey, baby, I hear the blues are calling. Tossed salads and scrambled eggs. And maybe I seem a bit confused. Yeah, maybe. But I got you pegged. But I don't know what to do with those tossed salads and scrambled eggs. They're calling again. Scrambled eggs all over my face. They're making me ya ya. Tossed salads and scrambled eggs. They're calling again.